0: Today's episode of 302010 is brought to you by Simple Contacts. And you lucky listeners can go to simplecontacts.com slash T3, then enter code T3 at checkout to save $30 on your contact lenses. That's the letter T and the number three. Gordon Gecko shows us that greed and alliteration is good, Home Alone completes its first trilogy, and Will Smith is a legend. This week and more on 302010. 302010,
1: 302010, Three decades, every show, sometimes associated. are waiting if we're going to the 80s and the 90s and 2000s, 30,
0: 20, 10. Welcome everyone. Thirty, 20, 10, the internet's pop culture time machine 30, 20, and 10 years ago into the past. I'm one of your hosts Chris Antista and we will be talking about movies, news, television, music, games all the stuff that happened December 8th to the 14th 30, 20, and 10 years ago. That's 1987, 1997, and 2007. We'll show you where we were. But who else is
2: with us today? Uh, I'm Dave Rudden, and I have a headache in my eye. <laughs> and who else?
3: Throw Diana Goodman from the train. <laughs>
2: Hey, we got a combo there. Not, there's no Matt this week. I assume he would have also had to throw Mama from the train yeah. reference. exactly. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. He, has, he has provided notes for a lot of the movies and shows. So That's we'll true. Drop yeah, his there opinion. Was something. It's like
3: he had to say something. He yeah. had to tell us. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not just people. Grave. I think
2: he's actually in Hawaii right now, killing my wife. Oh. <laughs> so and I got to kill his mom. So oh. rest it's
0: assured, it's not just the thoughts of people approaching their 40s yes. uh, about what happened <laughs> uh, during this week in history. Uh, but we will start as we always do in 1987. So I'm going to open up to you. I wear glasses, and I've always been afraid of contacts. I'm not afraid of contacts. Hi, this is uh, Vigigame Apocalypse's Michael Rapparas. Mr. Diana Goodman? Mr. Diana Goodman himself. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you briefly about my experience with Simple Contacts. Ah, you know the Simple Contacts. Yes, Yes, Simple Contacts. You download an app, and the app has a quick and easy eye test. What? Uh, Yeah, or you can just send in your prescription directly, which is what I did. And they sent me a six-month supply of my usual contact lenses. They're perfect. They're exactly like the lenses... I'm used to. Gotta say, Michael, I'm a little less afraid. Maybe it's time to ditch these glasses. You should be less afraid. It's time to look like a normal human being free of any defects whatsoever. Wow, okay. <laughs> well, Simple Contacts offers every brand of contacts at unbeatable prices with a $30 eye exam, free shipping, and available rebates. It'll save you time and money because Simple Contacts is like bringing the doctor's office home to you. Bear in mind, it's not a replacement for your periodic eye health exam, but it is a way to save money and keep your contacts fresh. Even better, you're expiring HSA insurance dollars can be used at Simple Contacts by the end of the year. And once again, 30 2010 listeners can save $30 by going to simplecontext.com slash T3 and entering code T3 at checkout. That's the letter T and the number three, people, to save yourself $30 with Simple Contacts. So, yes, 1987, December 8th through December 14th. You want to start out with a little bit of news, Dime? Oh, yeah. If you're going oh, to have to give context to most of this. I do not remember because the first Intifada begins in Palestine running through Hello, 1993. Mother. Hello, Intifada. I didn't know that was going to be the joke made about the <laughs> Intifada.
3: Hey. Yeah. So so you remember how like all through the 80s and 90s there was constant like some Palestinian kids are throwing rocks at Israeli mm-hmm. forces and the Israeli forces are shooting rubber bullets at them and then someone dies and everyone's upset and I they're do. fighting. That's why it was a coordinated uprising. Intifada means uprising. Yes. So it was one of these like, yeah, we're not going to take this bullshit anymore. It is anymore. not jihad.
0: I swear to God, it's I read. Not a, jihad. I read yeah. the new intifada. I read mm-hmm. that a long time ago. I was going to go to Palestine mm-hmm. for a excursion paid for by Palestine, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why it's been so long. I forgot all about this.
3: Yeah. So yeah, the eighties and the nineties were yeah up until the Clinton years. Uh, it was a really really bad time in Israel. There was uh, you know. Attack kinda of on both sides and no one uh everyone's just killing everybody else and is fucking horrible and it lays the groundwork for where things kinda of still are. Well really nineteen sixty seven lays the groundwork. Well, really nineteen forty eight lays
0: the groundwork. Said, no, but you know, it all settled down and it's it worked itself <laughs> out. And it, it's where yeah. it stands today. I believe they're holding yeah. a volleyball tournament right on the Gaza Strip.
3: Yeah. They do it over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Just uh, need to
2: save, send David Hasselhoff over there. He'll t- that's right. The Have down. him
0: dance yeah. on it. Walls fall down when he does that. <laughs> this is all a very cute way to joke about that predicament. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, on December 8th, Reagan and Gorbachev sign a medium-range missile treaty.
2: And this yeah. works. Well, there's no more missile crises or <laughs> angst about Christ. missiles being shot anywhere. <laughs>
3: hmm Hopefully uh, this episode
2: will post and we won't be uh, consumed by nuclear war. But, hey, it, <laughs> but it,
3: in great news, mm-hmm. let's just skip ahead. It's lighter in
0: 1987 news.
3: This is great. Also mm. December 8th. These all happened on the same day. It was a crazy day, December 8th. Uh, Ron Hextall, the goalie of the Philadelphia Flyers, scores a goal
2: whoa the goalie sco- the I know that's goalie. rare the goalie it's yeah. the
3: first time that ever happened
2: that's hard to do in video games I'm guessing it was like an empty net situation on the other side exactly. and he just like shot it all the way across oh like somebody was Ex- in the penalty box
3: no no they had pulled the goalie forward oh yeah, um, for, yeah to go to play offense you yeah. know because they're like it's a last minute attack thing yeah. and I found out their goalies have been credited with goals mm-hmm. but it's like if there's an own goal then it's given credit yeah. to the goalie
2: uh, boned and this yeah. is also probably unassisted whereas like Exactly. Well, can get an assist if he passes it mm-hmm. to someone who scores, but this is just, like, Comple- the goalie got it, and he completely, just all the he way just, across. He,
3: he gets it right next to the goal,
2: yeah.
3: and he's, like, right at the goal, and just whack, and it just goes right past everybody yeah. and just nee, bounces <laughs> off the thing right into the goal. It's so cool. I mean... Yeah. I wanted to capture the sound, but it, like it goes on for a while, and it, it sounds not very good. But yeah, <laughs> that the, had
0: to blow people's minds yeah, seeing but that the, in person. The
3: announcers are just like, "What happened? <laughs> Wait, what? Did that just happen? Yes. Did that? Did he just did hold it, on, boop? folks?
0: I believe the 1987 uh, world just glitched out, and <laughs> I need yeah. to check that. <laughs> yes. uh, that's got to be pretty shocking. So
3: that was pretty cool. I think it's ha- only happened like a couple more times.
0: Feel free to correct us on all of our sports information in the comments on 302010.net, Please as don't. you always do. Uh, but 1987 December 8th to the 14th in movies Uh, man this gets real exciting some really exciting 1987
3: movies from here on out 87's turned out to be an amazing year
0: I'm so glad you added this in I I didn't see this in our initial Mm -hmm. pass through Diana but Peter Jackson's directorial debut Mm -hmm. Bad. is this its Probably its slow premiere, because that movie is this, fun and wonderful. This is wonderful. its
3: premiere in New Zealand. It took okay. another two years to sneak into the U.S. As
0: Another three years mm-hmm. to make. This yeah. movie is great. It's a tale of passion of Peter Jackson, of him and his friends who would all go on, I'm guessing, to become multimillionaires. Because all those people still work with him. Wow. He's
2: married to his screenwriter. Yep. Uh, bad taste. It's Bad taste. It's crazy that this and, was it, Meet the Feebles? Meet yeah. the Feebles. Like, he went from those to making six Middle Earth movies. But there, is, there is, like, a,
0: a, a faux documentary about...
2: the silver screen Hollywood like I was so I never watched Bad Taste because I was so scared of that box as a kid well it's (laughs) it's It's a a horrifying box with an AK-47 in the middle finger I'm like that's too badass for me I'm sorry it's
0: not better than Dead Alive but what's great about it is just it's a passion project with friends that I think is filmed throughout the course of two years and you can like watch people's hair grow and gain (laughs) weight throughout the course of the movie but it's just a group of people making the best movie they can and it's pretty fucking good
3: yeah, I do love movies like that where mm-hmm. it's like you can tell like th- this was a long-term project. <laughs> whenever we got the money, whenever mm-hmm. we got people together. Whenever there's a
0: three-day weekend and everybody yeah, can take off work, like, we well, made this movie. Yeah, we're
3: going to do, do our best and it feels very handmade. You know, Peter Jackson built all the all, all the monster stuff and, like, you know, the, the mass on these guys is creepy. And th- what's the point? They're coming to New Zealand and they want to... The aliens are trying to abduct people to serve in their inter- intergalactic fast food restaurant, <laughs> I think. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, uh, something like that. I don't know. Really, it's just an excuse for shooting and going crazy.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, but in less way less notable movie news, Cold Steel. Boy. Haven't seen it, but it has Lance Henriksen holding a knife on it. And it was... Uh, Directed by Dorothy Puzo, <laughs> what? Uh, daughter. The only movie directed by Mario Puzo's oh, wow. daughter. No shit. Uh, yeah,
3: well, I watched the trailer. It looked terrible. She has
0: four credits in IMDb. Isn't this one of
2: Zoolander's poses? <laughs> <laughs> I, it,
0: uh It's not a <laughs> Stallone <laughs> movie. Could have fooled it's me. It's not
2: the robot punching each other movie.
0: But we have some the, in more notable movie yeah. news. I, I don't know. Oh, I, oh my God. Okay, no, we'll do this one first. This is so emblematic of the 1980s. Yeah. It's worth yes. a mention. But it has. I think its status has fallen. Yeah. It's no longer considered. Well, must-watch or a classic?
3: I I rewatch this. We can talk about it. Okay. Let's, uh, let's run the
2: trailer. From the director of Platoon, the next battle is in the greatest jungle of them all, Wall Street. We're going down a drain, okay? The stock is plummeting. When it hits 18, buy it all. Something big is going down. I want you to fill out the missing picture.
0: Ooh, Oliver Stone's Wall Street a uh, pivotal 1980s movie and a great uh, an insane follow-up to Platoon yeah
3: a yeah. year later yeah a year with, later with the same main actor Charlie Sheen Charlie still Sheen still trying and this, <laughs> and
0: this feels like I don't know like everybody else seemed to get more fam- I love everybody else more in Platoon Tom mm, Berenger yeah. Keith David Willem Dafoe but this is Charlie Sheen's breakthrough starring role and this is like just a year and change after Ferris Bueller's yeah. debut, uh, Charlie Sheen and um, Jesus, what's his name? Why am I losing? Michael Douglas yeah. and uh, Wall Street. Um,
3: so re- rewatching a whole big chunk of that. This um, we can put this under the folder of like if you want to understand the 80s, watch this movie mm-hmm. because it's it's very 80s in its attitude, but mm. not as much as in its aesthetic. Like RoboCop, I think, is still like the ultimate 80s movie that really? we found in that. It plays even better now, mm-hmm. looking back at the '80s. Mm-hmm. But this really encapsulates the the idea of the, the ideas of the money grubbing '80s. Mm-hmm. This and American Psycho would be an amazing double feature
0: because mm. these are the I call them the paper pushers, people mm-hmm. who don't make yeah. anything, shuffle things around, make commission. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it, it is it is a, a condemnation of Wall Street. Oh, completely. Um, it, I mean, it, come
3: on! It's Oliver yeah. Stone, okay? The yeah, but like comedy. Oliver
0: Stone, it's really hard to peg where he stands in 2017. Uh, he's, he true. gives out a lot of <laughs> confusing messages. Uh, okay. Uh, and, the, and this is one of the few movies we covered the sequel already. Yeah, that we comes did? out 30 years later. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 20, 20 years, years later. later. Yes, and Wall- Money Never Sleeps, a movie I never saw. But yeah. yeah. it's
2: boring. That's Shia she- yes. that LaBeouf. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Charlie Sheen Don't could not it. be there. What has
2: a better Wall Street scene in it? Mars Beler's day off when they go to visit the Wall Street. Or well, I guess whatever Chicago's Wall Street. is. Whatever Chicago's Wall Street. is. Hot Dog Street. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know. I'm a Wolf of Wall Street guy. I'll mm. never not love that movie. Yeah, this yeah. is one of those movies that's been
2: like misappropriated by bros, where it's exactly. like, dude, we're going to like fucking own this town. It's like, Just like yeah. Wall everyone Street, in this movie though. sucks, and you <laughs> suck.
3: Yeah, that's the point of this movie. Is that it, I mean, it's pretty clear. The point of this movie is people who make money by not actually making things yep. are bad.
0: Mm. Exploiting things. Yeah. And and uh, that I think that character is embodied by Martin Sheen, yeah. who yep. plays opposite his son mm-hmm. as his father uh in, in the same movie uh pretty neat pretty neat martin sheen is the voice of reason like this yeah, this course. business sucks yeah. get the fuck out of there son yep you fuck you dad you working class piece of shit you never <laughs> grabbed that brass ring i have not seen it in a while so i'm not <laughs> quoting any scenes in particular that's
3: pretty much it great yeah. is
0: good that's all i remember well diane's got a clip for us would oh. so that be the one
3: i love you in wall street
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a trick! Is that Hot Shots Part Two? Hot wow. Shots
3: Part Two. That's
0: amazing. F- I didn't get that scene when I saw it. I watched this movie endlessly.
3: Okay, th- this is like my favorite joke in Hot Shots Part Two because it's yeah. a, it's a multi-level joke because the point Hot Shots Part Two. The, uh, it's, whole... it's
0: moved past a Top Gun reference and is a reference to Rambo and Cool as Ice. Right, but
3: now they're going upriver on a boat, which is Apocalypse now, now. reference. And then while he's narrating being on the boat, it goes over to Martin Sheen narrating being on a boat. Who's
0: passing his son on a boat. Who's starting Apocalypse Now.
3: And then they pass each other and yell, I loved you in Wall Street. That uh. is... Diana,
0: you get the spirit award for this episode. I, I forgot all about actually, that joke.
3: I have to... That was Matt. Oh. oh was Matt. Matt threw this in for me. Thank oh, you, Oh,
0: attaboy, Matt. Uh, from the grave. Uh, but but that's Wall Street is not... Even though it's the most notable movie it's not yeah. number one at the box R. office R.I.P.
2: Matt thrown from a train somewhere uh, that
0: belongs to this little movie directed by Danny Hors devito who
2: the hell are you? I'm Owen's friend
1: Owen doesn't have a friend
2: that's because he's shy
1: no he's not he's fat and he's stupid get <laughs> out of my house where
2: is Owen? Owen went bowling I want Owen I'll be back in a minute I want my bat! I want my medicine. I can get it for you. Who the hell are you all of a sudden? Let me hang it up for you. I should hang it up for you. I know that, but I would like to hang it up for get you. Get out of my way, you black bastard. <laughs> I watched this movie last night, and I spent like 10 minutes like, why did she say black bastard? That's fantastic. That's fan- And this is so weird, because this movie, I grew
0: up, it was shit on by like every critic oh, and so movie good. fan. Yet, unlike... Wall Street yeah. it was played on ca- like any burgeoning cable channel could get the rights to throw Mama from the train yeah. yep. uh, and it was on all the fucking time
2: Owen! Yeah. Owen! But, man yeah so I mean I guess it's like it's it's a, it's a short movie and it kind of just like skips around a bit but mm. I just really like like I think Danny DeVito did a great job directing it mm-hmm. like the mm. shots that they use and the cuts that they have are really good but just yeah the Someday we'll say it when Danny DeVito directs
0: he makes awesome fucking films. Yeah.
2: I forget I don't know if he wrote this. I don't think he did, but like this movie is so great as a writer. Like mm-hmm. they got all, like they cover writer's block really well and they cover like bad writing, which <laughs> is like I I put a clip in there of my fa- uh the class that Billy Crystal teaches in this movie. I mean, maybe we should set up the whole movie first. No, I mean, please, it's, please. It's Danny DeVito is taking Billy Crystal's writing class and he's not doing that well and Billy Crystal gives Danny DeVito advice meant to uh, to help him write better, but what Danny DeVito takes it as is, you should kill. Uh, my Billy Crystal's wife, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who is successful and kind of stole uh, Billy Crystal's book idea. That's right. And he doesn't, but he's present when she... And he doesn't, and, the, and he doesn't she, kill her, but she falls off the boat. And De- Danny DeVito says it. he killed her mm-hmm. and then says, now you have to kill my mother. Because he was inspired by a uh, Hitchcock by movie. By Hitchcock then. movie, Strangers yes. on a Train. Which mm-hmm. is... Class.
3: Yeah, if I if I commit your murder and you commit my murder, there's nothing to tie us to the other murders. So you'll have a great alibi, I'll have a great alibi, and we'll we'll get away with it. That's the kind of remake I want to see more of. I I love when you take a serious movie and remake it as a comedy.
2: Yeah, Hmm. I mean, this can never be be remade because like there's you could text somebody or (laughs) you can't fly to Hawaii and not have it known that it's you.
1: And that's
0: I I was looking at that in the trivia that Orion. Had needed to get the se- strangers on a train is in the movie right. in order to be able to do that they had to get permission from Warner Brothers like fuck you no and then like uh, excuse me sir Orion still owns the rights to Arthur and if we <laughs> want to make that sequel to Arthur too so they traded oh a- that's cool Arthur that's they, they-, yes. <laughs> they traded Arthur for Hitchcock which is a, which is a oh, bad deal honey. you bad kill deal. my
2: franchise I kill yours <laughs> Uh but uh, yeah I love how bad writing is represented in this movie Like Owen's a terrible writer, Mm -hmm. uh, Danny DeVito's character, but his his class is amazing. I love every scene that's in his class, and this is like the very first time you see uh, Billy Crystal's writing class.
1: Dive, dive! Yelled the captain through the thing. (laughs) So the man who makes a dive pressed a button or something, and it dove, and the enemy was foiled again. Looks like we foiled them again," said Dave. <laughs> "Yeah," said the captain. "We foiled those bastards <laughs> again, didn't we, Dave?" "Yeah," said Dave.
2: The end. Fuck that is fantastic.
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. Her just
2: committed to selling like this is so good. This is, I he
0: mean,
3: yelled it through that thing. I
0: feel bad for bad writers who didn't don't have the, the medium the of podcasting yet. Um, but that's a do- that's a dig at me.
2: Uh, and a- uh yeah, he has another classmate. And the funny thing is, I think at the end of the movie everybody's published. So like yeah. there's this guy who has a book Hundred Women I Wanna Pork <laughs> Which is like uh, Kathleen uh, Turner, uh the girl across the hall, and the Oriental Laker girl. That's what they said in the movie, not Jesus me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, yes.
0: moving out of movies yes. for 1987, December 8th through the 14th. We have television. Yes. Um, what oh, is this?
3: can I just throw in uh, the know. writer Stu Silver? Uh, he mostly wrote uh, TV, uh, bosom Buddies and soap, um, but he's credited for the first half of Good Morning Vietnam. Uh, I oh, think okay. that was taken over by somebody. Also,
2: Anne Ramsey got a Anne, Best Supporting Actress nomination. Anne
3: Ramsey, Ma- Mama Petrale.
2: Yes, and it, what's amazing, she's only... 57 years old in this what? movie she died the next year at 58 yeah. oh my god she the movie had... predicts it <laughs> yeah she looks like yeah, yeah it's crazy like, if you've seen the Goonies you know who this well, like, is well like <laughs> apparently she like she didn't have that Owen sort of speak until like she had cancer of the esophagus. And then oh. she had to have like part of her throat and her tongue removed. And that's why she had that. But that's like, it, it got her more work, wow. which
0: is like <laughs> that's, that's putting you, put
2: your affliction to good use. That's how you make
0: cancer in a lemonade. Oh yeah.
3: my God.
2: Oh my God. That's
3: amazing. Like she totally
2: deserved it for that. Like it's amazing how right. you can hate her, but then she's like the brief times that she's nice to Owen. You're like, you are so adorable.
0: <laughs> well, back to TV 87. Good segue. Uh, now, December 8th to the 14th this is crazy on December 10th this is according to the wiki The uh, Ninja Turtles cartoon debuted in syndication mm-hmm. I think that, that's that can be kind of disputed because you might not have seen this
2: uh, yeah I think we, we may have talked about this two months ago because mm-hmm. that's yeah because there's different times like when did it premiere on Saturday morning when did it mm-hmm. premiere in syndication uh, but yeah my, uh, Matt really went all out with clips so we really should it's, I mean it's one. super
0: important I, what, we do a lot of this stuff on our sister show laser time but in terms of the most resilient things introduced within my lifetime mm-hmm. there's not much bigger than nintendo and ninja mm-hmm. turtles star wars star wars is gonna be the biggest movie the box office so is marvel and dc those are all those were all th- those superhero movies predate my father mm-hmm. uh but ninja turtles is a phenomenon that i've been on board with the entire time mm-hmm. the new show is good i love the show i love the figures i love the movie uh, 87 after 84, with the 84 comic debut mm-hmm. uh, from Image, Eastman and Laird's TMNT, which is just this giant send-up of edgy, uh, edgy indie comics yeah. mm. that's totally lost in what we know the Ninja Turtles in, as now, which is just pulpy, funny cartoon yeah. characters. But that the whole the name was a joke. It was making <laughs> fun of contemporary comics. Three years later, that joke was gone, and it's just this kid-friendly phenomenon. Uh, I believe Matt gave us a clip here. That'll never get old. Yeah. I don't. I love this intro so much, <laughs> Diana. I'm guessing you have no connection to. Uh...
3: I'm a, my little brother liked him, <laughs> but this is one of those IPs that I just kind of shake. Sure, great. <laughs> Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? I don't. It what? Just, I,
0: I think like on the uh? just kind of a punchline in the tip of Johnny Carson's tongue. Mm. Teen mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Can you believe this is popular? Like, fuck you. This is the, if if, you, if you're not on board for this, you are officially part of the old wave. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, I'm fine with that. To, to
0: be ninja teens so this rad, intro is rad. so rad and the show would never live up to this animation <laughs> god I love it so much uh, but the, the debut of what is this Uncle Phil as Shredder
2: yeah I guess that's <laughs> in the first like miniseries.
0: yes because it launched like most other cartoons with yeah. I'm guessing a multi-part oh,
2: pilot no <laughs> I guess uh, Matt got a different clip this is an episode uh, oh where 11. Shredder
0: thinks he's Michelangelo yeah. I brought back some takeout so like let's get down and pick out look at Shredder Where? Where? Yo, let's scarf some pizzas, compadres. Just where do you think you're going? God, I love... (laughs) That's the late, great Phil Avery, Uncle Phil, the shredder. Uh, I was just in a Brooklyn pizza parlor, and it's, like, Mm half-decorated with, like, the Ninja Turtles were such a merchandising phenomenon immediately with no real definition of who they were, so they really leaned heavily on pizza. So they were able to, like... Wallpaper their pizza place with just Ninja wow. Turtles posters, talking about how great pizza is. That's a bit too <laughs> on the nose, I think. It's yeah,
2: just... your pizza place is. Uh, <laughs> it looks like a f- it looks like Turtle they were March.
0: advertising for free for oh, yeah. indie pizza places. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought that was fucking bizarre, but possibly. I always Ninja thought Ninja that Turtles was the
2: worst. Like that's something they do in the new movies where it's like, hey, let's get pizza and go to the Knicks game or whatever, and they get Domino's or Pizza and it's like yeah. you're in New York and you're getting Pizza Hut.
0: Boo. And I love this. On the 11th, I ugh, I, I missed uh, some Christmas specials mm-hmm. because they aired the day after Thanksgiving, which, uh, like, argh. dude, you got to... Your Christmas specials belong on the 30th and afterwards. Yeah. And oh, some of nice these some have already out, aired. Uh, but two classic specials aired on uh, December the 11th, yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas and Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then my brief yeah. primer, if you love Christmas specials, it is so odd that these are right at the beginning Mr. Yeah. McGo has the distinction of being the first ever Christmas special um, and the next year is Charlie Brown's Christmas and then the next year is The Grinch oh, wow. and, it's, and so I, I love that whenever we watch Christmas specials you're just watching what your parents were yeah. introduced to yeah. It's great. Uh so those two aired yeah. and two terrible cartoons came to an end. Uh Dinosaurs.
2: And these were both so <laughs> short-lived that I'm pretty sure we talked about them back in September, but I wanna yeah. these clips are worth playing again, especially Dinosaurs, which oh, is, I love. I love this. Love this uh, intro. We used to be four ordinary teenagers. Until one day we met some new friends from out of town. They were called Dinosaurs. <laughs> This is so great. so dumb. Uh, I can't believe it only lasted three months. And Me that's neither. not being sarcastic. Because yeah. like, how dinosaur- is this different from Ninja Turtles? Yes. And this is some this is things that two things that kids love. Yeah. yeah. Outer space shit and dinosaurs. And you yeah. combine them. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You're geniuses, <laughs> but somehow your idea only lasted two months. The other one I can understand why nobody would want this to watch two months worst. of this. Goochie 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 uh, Like father, like son. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we are working or
1: playing.
2: Yep, it's 1987. All oh, right, enough of that crap. Popeye and Sons. Let's go to the Popeye hop. I think Let's it's, go. It's
0: it's still one of the, the. I can't believe how long it's been since they've tried to resurrect Popeye. Yeah. I find it. Difficult to believe they keep trying because it's. I don't think I love this. Was like, love Popeye. How
2: many years was this after the Popeye movie?
0: Uh, Popeye movie is 80. Okay, so he had had continued shots at Resurrections. Paramount kept making awful cartoons long after the Fleischer stopped making the good ones. Um, there's the movie, I think Jesus did Jenny Tartakovsky, he was he was slated to remake one. Paul Reiser wrote a straight to video, uh, Popeye movie uh, a decade ago. But it, it boils down to a one-eyed sailor who beats people up. And I don't know how you make that relevant again. And This cartoon is particularly insipid mm-hmm. because... What are you doing? The yeah. Appealing
2: that. Mm. Uh, so do, sorry hmm. to take this off track, but who what? did Bluto fuck? Like, because I, I mean, olive oil yeah. had had Popeye's kid. I would I, just, I would assume. I don't
0: think they broached that. Uh, because like the I it's don't like know. a
2: Max and Goofy situation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they died in childbirth. Don't worry. Uh. <laughs> now let's continue the fun. But it just it's
0: bizarre. He
3: stole that baby. It's, <laughs>
0: it's bizarre to think about because I was a little kid of the '80s, and you're watching popeye cartoons in the 1940s and loving them so why not make a new show and capitalize off that momentum and it never worked it never Mm -hmm. worked with the looney tunes it never it only worked for the disney characters uh but uh, on the 9th of december in 87 grammy awards oh my god lifetime achievement award special airs and awards were given to jesus diana might have to give give us context for all these people roy acuff
3: roy acuff Benny Carter, Enrico Caruso, Ray Charles, Fats Domino, Woody Herman, Billy Holiday, BB King, Isaac Stern, Igor Stravinsky, Arturo Toscanini, and Hank Williams. Oh. Were
0: these people assembled on stage? No,
3: most like, of them are dead. fucking
2: expendables of music? Those most are all of them <laughs> are
3: dead. <laughs> Those are all
2: of Hank Williams' rowdy friends that he talks about in the uh, Monday Night Football <laughs> intro. That,
3: that would have been great if you could That's assemble junior. them. <laughs> or, I mean, if you just had, like, the live ones, you got Ray Charles, BB King, and Fats Domino <laughs> just sort of standing there. <laughs> And Isaac Stern might have still been alive. <laughs> but, wow. I mean, some of those are classical music folks. Yeah, and, uh, Igor Stravinsky. early country music writers. and that's Ray crazy.
0: Charles was the one I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, and I guess officially with Fats Domino, all of these people are dead. Uh, we lost yeah. them this year, right? Yeah. Um, oh, but on the 14th of December, thank God, <laughs> Alf is here to save us all. Oh, with Jesus. part one and two of his Christmas oh, man, special. an hour of Alf. Uh, Alf and the Tanner's prepare to spend Christmas in a mountain cabin. When the owner, Mister Foley, comes to visit them, Alf accidentally jumps into his trunk and is taken to a hospital, disguised as a toy. Alf uh, finds himself given away as a Christmas gift to a dying little girl named Tiffany and ends up helping her. Oh, no. I remember this very distinctly.
3: It's gonna be heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Ew! Please help me,
0: Denise. Dr. Gordon Shumway. I know, I know. You already said that. Really, that's starting to get on my nerves. That's Alf Uh, helping deliver a baby. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I do remember this. It didn't happen a lot, but like when they had to put a little mm-hmm. person inside an Alf mm. outfit, this uh, had to happen a lot, yeah. given his status as a toy, and uh, in, in that it's mostly filmed off location yeah. of the Tanners, the, the Tanners I mean, Puppetry Residence, because yeah. out like on a production level, Alf couldn't go that many places because the floor had to be raised yeah. so high. Mm. Uh, love
2: Alf. I mean, I guess it's like a like holiday episode trope mm-hmm. where someone gets separated from the family and mm-hmm. they have to, like, get back to each other for Christmas. all mm-hmm.
0: oh, Alf was snowed no. in. I hope some of our friends visit no. us. Linda oh. Ronstadt.
2: Well, I just remember the previous year's Alf uh, Christmas episode mm-hmm. was Alf and Wally mm-hmm. getting trapped in a car in the oh. snow. <laughs> I'm gonna I need to
0: I need to cut you open and sleep inside you right. for warmth Alf.
2: The only I'm reason sorry. I remember that is because last year my girlfriend had a Christmas party mm-hmm. and we had a white elephant mm-hmm. or no it was Secret Santa mm-hmm. and I was given Alf season one on DVD. Wow. And what was hilarious is that it was already opened. So they I think they ordered it on Amazon uh-huh. used. And then when I opened it up it had the little like sometimes you can get a little Amazon like thank you note or whatever, mm-hmm. and it said Happy Christmas, Grandma. I'm like, oh, this was someone else's gift that they sold back to Amazon or something. I mean, you
0: joke, but we will be the grandparents given an ALF box set when we're like in our 70s. I
2: mean, I kept kept that DVD because I was like, I I immediately watched that Christmas episode. I'm like, I got to check it out. And we
0: don't have the data on the games released during this period. Yeah, yeah,
2: nothing really. I mean, it's it's a bit too late at this point. We do
0: do have some new release information for music. Um, Diana, you know this better than I do.
1: Hmm?
0: New releases, inside information by Ferner. Uh, that's Foreigner and uh, You're Living All Over Me by Dinosaur Dinosaur huh. Jr. goes back to 87 huh but uh, number one is Belinda Carlisle's Ooh Heaven is a Place on Earth uh, the yeah. Ooh was my emphasis mm-hmm. uh, but that is number one that'll take us out and stay, but stay with us people we will travel into December 8th to the 14th in 1997 as soon as we get back like Laser Time shows, then you might like Bonus Time. Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreoncom laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. But, uh, yeah, got my got my got our tree.
2: You have like There's... a real tree, or it, think... you've been here for like two hours. You yeah, haven't seen it's I know, like the I... biggest thing in the house, but is it a real tree, we... or did you get a just get one? We that...
0: always get a real tree, Dave, yeah. as of last year. Yeah. Um, as of last big year, big ones keep forever. It's no funnier. way, they, they don't like the smell. You gotta have that smell, baby. Like, what about do you have the generic, like the balls and the oh, yeah. that kind of stuff out there? I, you not, were I not. I didn't look at they're it. Did not very hard. bitch about this? Like, all I wanted, what do I want? Generic. Reflective oh, glass balls and hmm. they don't fucking exist. <laughs> they don't exist. I don't want opaque, I don't want glitter, I don't want stripes. I just want reflective, yeah. boring glass balls. Ace Hardware is the only place I found them they get plain you glass balls. Kids,
2: did you ever want to just bite into one of those? Yes, of yeah, course totally. I did. I think I've asked that every year. I know, yeah, I or I get my sister's about. head
0: stuck in it. Like she's Dale. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, then, Something about and then punch her like, through it.
2: Those look delicious. I put I it, it on your, just pure
0: glass. I want to put it on your head and then crack <laughs> it with my fist. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Coming in with a summer of four twenty. Mix those numbers up all the time. I'm sorry. Summer of sixty nine uh, by Brian Adams on on MTV Unplugged. He had an MTV Unplugged album. Wow. Huh. Uh, that released can this I'm, week.
2: Can I ask something? What's a five and dime?
0: Uh, it's, it's
3: a variety store. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. And I guess they're describing five the, five price, the prices. Yeah. Well, I
3: mean, way the fuck back in the day, it'd be like a Woolworths, and things <laughs> would be like five cents or ten cents. It's oh, like a Woolworths. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like Say a Walgreens, dollar, so the kids yes, will understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a dollar store now or something.
2: We, yeah. we recently uh, streamed the, the. We started streaming the Disneyland Adventures, or yes. is that what it's mm-hmm. called, for mm-hmm. the Xbox? And there's a Five and dime in Disney World mm-hmm. or Disneyland, whichever. And I'm like, what? I, like, I know, I've heard that so many times I just didn't know why it's called that I
0: always thought notice. of it as a general store but if you saw in 1969 maybe there's yeah. a bit of a distinction there yeah, yeah. but I'm sure there's a soda fountain mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there's a teenager with a leather jacket smoking yeah, yeah. way too early <laughs> and a girl with a poodle on her skirt who can't help but fall in love with him also new releases from uh, what is it Cata- Cata- Catatonia yeah uh, Sounds of Decay
3: I, I love it when we have like a couple releases that's like <laughs> you know uh, this Christian album and something Luffy, and also, uh, I want to fuck you by death face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and none of it can hold a candle to candle and win 97. Right. Still um, going! Still number one. As we move into 1997, December 8th to the 14th, uh, a little bit of news. To, wow, a little bit of news to start off the December uh, 8th to the 14th. Christian Slater is sentenced to three months fighting his girlfriend and cops while drunk and high (laughs) Uh, someone brought this up recently yes they did Uh, Christian Slater's domestic abuse uh, debacle it's he's lucky it happened so long ago because man would he not be working now (laughs) if this if well, Chris Brown still seems to
2: be I was just imitating Jack Nicholson even <laughs> more, man. I treat my girlfriend like a New York taxi cab, man. All right, bad you know, joke.
3: You know, dr- drinking and drugs, you know, they, they'll, they'll make will make am do it all the time. Make beat try up anybody. To bite a cop, I guess.
0: Jesus, all, all that happens is that my shirt comes up a little bit and I let my gut show. That's what happens <laughs> when I'm drunk and i high. Uh, December 11th, 150 countries make a climate change pact in Kyoto. The Kyoto Pact is yeah.
3: 20 years ago.
0: <sighs> and we fixed it. It's, Environment's <laughs> fixed. Uh-huh. We can all go home now. Uh, and that's another thing that I believe the current... <laughs> also,
3: your home's underwater, but you can go there. <laughs> Didn't the Bush
0: administration back out of that, too? Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is with the Republicans. Why do you not want to make a commitment? Who benefits <laughs> from not helping the environment?
3: Well, think of all the money we can invest in it and help businesses that try to fix this I'll, shit. I'll
0: never understand that at all. Well, I, yeah. I, like, it's going to cost too much money to retrofit stuff. What about broadband internet? <laughs> like... <laughs> That's going to cost yes. money too, and help you in the long run. And it's a bet; it's better than the little sucky tubes you have to use in a bank or the movie Brazil. <laughs> That's a way better solution. Are you going to piss and moan about that and try and back out of bandwidth <laughs> like high speed bandwidth agreements? I think anyway.
3: big pneumonic tube is in, it has them in their pocket.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but December eighth to the fourteenth in movies. Gets a lot more interesting. All right,
3: let's blow through a couple of these.
0: I, I Deconstructing Harry Die. Yep. I think... <laughs> Harry Dye. Uh, <laughs> might be the first Woody Allen movie I saw on purpose. Interesting. Because this is, I think, at the height of whatever he was doing. I make a movie a year, mm-hmm. they're usually well-regarded, and everybody wants to be in my movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I watch this because here is a little bit of the cast. Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in, in alphabetical order... Kirstie Alley, Bob Balaban, Richard Benjamin, Eric Bogosian, Billy Crystal, Judy Davis, uh, Mariel Hemingway, Amy Irving, Julie Kavner, Julie Louise Dreyfus, Toby McGuire, Demi Moore, oh, wow. Elizabeth Shue, Stanley Tucci, and Robin Williams. And Robin yeah. Williams' role is awesome because he plays that, a blurry man.
3: I forgot about <laughs> that part. I was going to just talk about how this is, yes, Woody Allen does a movie every mm-hmm. year. This is about him being a cad. Mm-hmm. And he's fucked, over. No. he's fucked well out of women and also fucked them over. Mm-hmm. I guess it gets a distinction because he's always been very clean mm-hmm. up uh, until this yeah. point. And this has like swearing and boobies and <laughs> blowjobs. That's what I remember clean. about it. I watched it at
0: the time and like the second scene is just... Elaine from Seinfeld being fucked from behind wow. in, in a stable. Oh, this um, girl's
2: young enough to be my daughter. <laughs> oh,
3: but I forgot about the like Robin Williams. That was jarring. <laughs> yeah, the that's, Robin. That's totally true. It's, 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 that it's,
0: it's, mo- it's about it's about Woody Allen's character, but also the characters in this book he's mm. writing, yeah. and I think uh, or screenplay he's writing or something yeah. like that. And Robin Williams plays a character in the story who can never be in focus. <laughs> so it's it's a pretty neat lo-fi scene, I thought, and yeah. I think I, that's the only reason I saw it because I was so into Robin Williams. Yep. Uh, but that's a notable movie for richer, for poor, or poorer. Yes. Tim Allen, Kirstie Alley. Nope. This I feel was, like
2: they've made a million movies together, but this might be the only one. I, I
0: thought this was like just what the glimmer coming off the rose of Tim Allen because he could do no wrong. Everything mm-hmm. he did seemed at this point home in, from Home Improvement mm-hmm. to the Santa Claus, he had signed a deal with the devil yeah. or Disney. To make millions on everything he did, and the public hated this yeah. fucking movie.
2: Well, yeah, it's about- this time around, he had no box office power. Ha,
3: ha, ha, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. So, ob- obnoxious rich people hide out with the Amish.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I,
0: That's what it is. I ah. have
3: trouble it's finding way... It's Witness, a but it's a way. comedy. I <laughs> mean, I guess I'm going against what I just said in the last segment about mm-hmm. let's take serious movies and remake them as comedies. Yeah. Um,. I just don't know. Maybe they're too obnoxious. I think I the,
2: don't know. The, Amish, the Amish were real hot at this point because they had just done Kingpin too. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the Amish like they have like an agent. To, like...
0: <laughs> I think to make a hack joke, you could make fun of them all you wanted in media and they'd they never heard. know. Yeah. Yep. There's no advocacy group to complain for them.
2: It's like how we make fun of the deaf all the time on this show. And this comes from <laughs> Brian Spicer,
0: the director hot off of... The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Whoa. Uh, but we also have... Jesus, this is interesting. Home Ooh. Alone 3.
2: <laughs> it besmirches the good name of Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. It's yeah. I, I've only seen bits and
0: pieces of this, but I could not have been a bigger Home Alone fan. Hey, we've just streamed this on our YouTube channel, yeah. the Home Alone games. They're wonderfully awful. Yeah. And we're have uh, we supported by Patreon, patreon.com. We watch movies with you, a lot of mm-hmm. shit that relates to 302010. There's going to be a vote... Oh. on what we watch as our final Christmas movie. Do
2: not oh, vote no. for this, please. This is...
0: I want to see it. I've oh. never seen the whole thing. No. I don't... If, if Macaulay ain't there, I ain't either. I can recite both Home Loans by oh, heart. I, totally. But, like, I don't want to see... this is the third them. of how many movies, Diana? Do you know how many
2: Home Loan movies there are? Six? There are five. five. Oh, there close. are five. And I, I think either the fourth or the fifth one is a reboot, sort mm. of, where yeah. it's, again, it's Kevin McAllister. It's like... Just be a different or kid, a Because this is
0: a different kid, and it has the distinction of not being set on Christmas. Oh. What? Yeah. This makes it even worse. Why would we watch it on Christmas then? <laughs> I don't know why it exists. But, but... still written by John Hughes. Yeah. What? Wow. For, dude, he he wrote those Beethoven no. movies, like, oh, yeah. into his grave.
3: I don't no. freaking believe Some, it.
0: I, it makes me want to read a biography on him, because what happened? Like, yeah. you why? shepherded your own projects, and then he kind of left his career writing Beethoven and Home Alone sequels. Yeah. Uh, very very strange.
2: I will say that's actually kind of smart that they took it away from Christmas because mm-hmm. yeah. I would say Home Alone is less of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. Like people always joke, "Ah, Die Hard is Christmas movie technically because it's at Christmas." It's the Home Alone is a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah. that happens to have Christmas elements in it. Like I remember, no, I would no. I remember going to like Sears no. or a local video store. They're playing Home Alone in July. Mm-hmm. Because who cares? At the time,
0: Home Alone was played all year round. Yeah.
2: Like, that, th- mm-hmm. that thing was in theaters way past Christmas. Yeah. Well,
0: we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. When a movie was really successful in 97, it didn't have to come to home video in what's now like three months.
1: Yeah. It,
0: would, it could wait a whole year, and Home Alone did. Yeah. So you couldn't... By the time we were able to watch it, we were watching it all year round. Yeah. But... Dude,
2: there's I, a, the first like Home Alone, especially. There's a dickload of Christmas stuff. I, in. The I ending know, is yeah. all Christmas. But that's like you're wrong. It is. Yeah, sorry, it's not what I. I don't associate that with the movie with he Christmas. Tri- I associate it with like crazy. trims his own tree, buys presents for his... decorates everything. Yeah, the but, reason
3: they're gone is because it's Christmas. He uses the ornaments to go. Goes after to see them.
2: a Christmas choir. There's so but much could, Christmas you in could Home Alone. Easily set this in the summer because. It's about being left behind by your family. That but can I, happen at any point. But I, why, the, why 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 only make money at Christmas?
0: The reality is is that there's it's more it seems more likely at Christmas cuz everybody's moving around. Mm-hmm. And I've always meant to write like dude, the amount of steps home alone takes to where the parents can't get in touch with Macaulay Culkin there's yeah. like 10 steps in the mm-hmm. first movie whereas there's like two in the mm-hmm. second of how they, how exactly he gets Home Alone it's fucking brilliantly constructed yeah. love Home Alone don't watch the third one unless you vote for it on yeah. patreon.com slash this is laser the, time uh,
2: it might be the screen debut or one of the very first roles for Scarlett Johansson that's true yeah. Yeah.
0: she plays one of the sisters oh and I, they're not the wet bandits or the sticky bandits they're mercenary hitmen <laughs> <Shitty bandits. laughs> <laughs> under contract from North Korea oh no! in, in 1997. What? Getting all
2: those uh, elements for a, a nuclear bomb. And what? everything everything I read about it, like,
0: what? This, this, with taking the McAllister mm-hmm. kid portion out, this seems insane. Yeah. Like, sneaking in nuclear coats. What the
3: fuck? Uh, no, they're just working pinball for North machine Korea. parts. Screw you guys. Um, but and, and
0: into did the you bigger... you have a clip for that? I, I thought I, I saw it in
2: the Gmail. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, I did just because... <laughs> This to me is really funny because yeah. I, I didn't think it went to theaters. If this, I guess I was probably too old because the I think the backstory of this was like they still very much wanted to make another Home Alone, but Macaulay Culkin was sort. We're going to make you a teenager, yeah. mm-hmm. and like this doesn't make sense anymore. You yeah. can't have a seventeen year old. I mean, they can alone. do it
2: now where Macaulay is the dad.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. but they, but they but he had kind of. I don't want to act anymore. Yeah. So they had to rewrite it for this. It did come to theaters.
2: It made two hundred
0: and thirty million dollars. I don't remember this coming to theaters at all. Oh I feel like this. God. I would have known everything about it. Another home. And I movie. like.
2: I I, look, I know the least of this one because I know there's one where it's French Stewart and mm-hmm. somebody else as right. the uh, bandits. And then there's one where it's a reboot. I mean, that may be the same exact one. Uh, but anyway, well, I think they're that,
0: extended McAllister family or something uh, like that. Someday we'll dig into it. But what I like to get is what I usually look at is like, how did the critics respond? Because the critics were kind to the first Home Alone, like very yeah, kind. Yeah. They loved People it. it. Um liked it. And remember, these, I had to tell somebody, this, I think Matt was like, I had never watched Home Alone 2. I'm like, Home Alone 2, in the top 10 of highest grossing movies yeah. of all time in a pre-Transformers and Avengers world, It's it was there forever. Yeah. Uh, I saw that movie just as many times as I saw Home Alone 1. Yeah. So I'm again, shocked I haven't seen this, but I wanted to see how critics treated Home Alone oh, yeah. 3 because it was theatrical. So we I have a clip of Ebert and (laughs) Siskel and Ebert, talking about the film, and you'll never guess that one of them loves it. What? If this movie had a theme song, it would be Dumbbells Keep Falling on My Head. The story makes no sense. I feel for every family that's going to be suckered into seeing... Home Alone 3.
2: Now this is going to astound you, but I'm giving the movie thumbs up. It
0: does astound me. Are you okay? <laughs>
2: uh, better than you were the day that you liked Starship <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, I'll tell you why that
1: was, that was I like movie.
0: This movie empowers little kids. This is the one where they finally
2: got it right. I liked it better than the other two. Then it the makes, original Home it Alone? It makes little kids love the idea that they can somehow affect the outcome that they can have uh, uh, power over growing up, so That's they the can defend one. themselves and be smart and think about things. Hey.
0: All right, Ebert, I rarely ever <laughs> yeah. signed against Ebert. That
3: is the worst. He said argument. it's better
0: than the first day, yeah. so wow. you got to take that to heart.
3: We, I think, pulling up some of these clips, we've really learned mm. that Ebert. Cut so much slack to kids movies and he's like well kids, they're will, North. Like yeah. <laughs> like,
2: kids will like it yeah kids
3: will like I mean what about Benji the Hunted
2: Benji the Hunted
3: he did that one I gotta already. say
2: Ebert's got no leg to stand on here he no. hits back with you didn't like Starship Troopers <laughs> exactly yeah, like, yeah, yeah like, you and Parnasaur Star which is like uh, that's a really good movie Home Alone 3 I will never ever go to bat for nah. and I hope I don't have to watch it please don't fall for it and <laughs> so we gotta move on
0: to the actual big movies of the week uh, right, and so... I am devastated I've seen Every movie on this list, except for this Uh, one, Uh, you're going to have to lead the charge with Amistad.
3: Let's go prestige. We want all of the Oscars, Mr. Spielberg, please. (laughs) Um, It's okay, but a lot of it's problems you will hear in this clip.
0: they were first detained by officers of a survey brig
1: off the coast of long island you
0: can only assume that the charge is murder we
1: do hereby claim salvage on the high seas of the spanish ship La Amistad and al cargo. your honor here are the true owners of these slaves these slaves your honor are by rights the property of spain
0: that's uncomfortable
3: do you know what my problem is no it's actually the music i'm sorry (laughs) didn't
0: expect that i'm
3: sorry john williams i had i pulled up a bunch of different clips Mm -hmm. because this story is really interesting it is Mm -hmm. based on a true story of uh slaves that uh overthrew the people on their slave ship Mm -hmm. uh you know had a mutiny and then got stuck in this legal battle Mm -hmm. about you know should they be free who actually owns them you Mm -hmm. know all, all this stuff and That's really interesting. And it's got a great cast. uh, And it's got, you know, Morgan Freeman and Anthony Hopkins as John Quincy Adams. And
0: (laughs) David Paymer. David Paymer was just
3: there. And uh, Jimon Hansu is Mm -hmm. his big debut. Um, And he's a great actor and deserves way better work than uh, just being like the guy who doesn't know who Star Lord is. (laughs) Who? Uh, Yeah. But (laughs) it is. It's so freaking earnest. Mm -hmm. And the music is just constantly as they're talking about. Freedom and what about liberty? Doesn't mm. man deserve a liberty of blah blah blah, blah. I, I
0: remember it not getting great reviews and that's the reason I didn't see it.
3: It's just it's something too easy about it you know of course a couple people's like this is going to drive us towards civil war civil war could never happen slavery is fine in the south and it's like you know all this stuff he revisits a huge chunk of this stuff in lincoln and lincoln Mm -hmm. is so much better than this
0: it's i I did read just
3: too fucking earnest this is
0: reflexive in an interesting part of the spielberg career yeah doing schindler's list and then like what's next for you man uh i'm stuck directing the sequel to jurassic park which yeah. he hated and like i think they say midway through production like can i get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah this is this is awful so i think he leaned too heavily the other way I like think he, yeah. i don't want to make another movie like jurassic park 2 because it is man that movie's embarrassing
3: yeah so this is yeah lovable I,
0: but embarrassing this
3: is a serious film about serious stuff and, and it, i'm not he, saying that he it's, couldn't
0: be on post-production because he was going immediately into saving private ryan yeah, and after after this film, but yeah, yeah totally so totally missed this. It doesn't play
3: television I much. Mean, I'm, Spielberg has made very few movies you can actually say are bad, mm. but if you were to rank them, this would be bottom half.
0: Yeah, it's the t- Terminal the, somewhere.
3: Oh, <laughs> no, the terminal, terminal might be his worst movie. It's
0: one of the worst movies it's I've ever seen. Roll <laughs> it
3: out. But yeah, I mean it's good mm-hmm. but it's just mm,
0: and none of these movies this,
3: this topic's been done better in fact Chiwetel J 4 is in this movie and 12 yep. Years a Slave does this better
0: and I, I, I it's weird but like I remember my black friends referenced this so like <laughs> sorry man I haven't seen the movie I don't get the movie right re- the Spielberg movie reference I don't get oh <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself but I see no one's given me a compelling reason to see it
3: um, no, there's, there's better movies but
0: none of those like movies it. could uh, best the box office because that belongs to motherfucking Wes Craven uh, with Scream it?
2: 2 it's a classic case of life imitating art imitating life are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real life sequel do you think someone's trying to duplicate Woodsboro it looks like it I think you have a copycat on your hands G <sighs> I think you have a movie that's just like the first
1: hello hello
0: Sydney Oh, hello, mm-hmm. Sydney. Scream two. Jesus, I think about a year afterwards. Mm-hmm. And in looking into this, Kevin Williamson, who owned the late nineties, mm-hmm. pretty brilliant because I didn't. Yeah. This is not how I thought it worked. He, <clears throat> along with the original script for Scream one, he pitched a multiple page treatment for the sequel. Oh, that's. Nice. Wow. He fully intended there to be a. So he th- saw it as a franchise, even though like I was, you can't make another one of these. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, and Scream two. Pretty Boston, New York. good. Mm. I, lo- I love it. I love it's it.
2: It's pretty stupid. But the
0: end is real silly, and I love and Laurie Metcalf. I, I don't
2: <laughs> hate any of the Scream movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all four of them are, are, are decent horror movies. And this kind of kick-started a genre, so it's like... Mm-hmm. I feel like it gets a couple bonus points just for doing that. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, how do you make a sequel? And then they... Part of the rules in this movie are what happens in movies. Right. What happens in a what horror sequel? Yeah. So
3: I guess that's kind of part Someone of the from my the first. Stuff it,
0: all that shit is really good. Yeah. No, I, I love I, it.
3: I like when the self-aware stuff doesn't point out that it's self-aware. Yeah. That's that's part of my problem with the first scream. Um, the kill
0: Jamie Kennedy. That's yeah. a good thing. Well,
3: I don't like when it's like you don't know the rules for stuff. <laughs> Let me tell you yeah. all of them, and then when you see them later, you'll laugh. Yeah. This one they do it even worse. Yeah. Also, they misquote aliens, and that's just wrong. <laughs>
2: this is a, maybe one of the few times I ever say this they shouldn't have killed Jamie Kennedy because yeah. he's so because he's the guy who gives yeah. all of the horror movie exposition yep. it's like kill somebody else from the first movie no, I'm with you on that but I, yeah, I but do it's pretty funny. every time it's, I think they should, the, he's they, the, yeah. the
3: one guy you don't think they're gonna kill Yeah, yeah. And I'll I'd, give him that one and they kill. Almost... I keep
2: expecting David Arquette to die in one of these movies yeah, yeah. he survived every single one
0: and here's here's the Spoiler. weird thing um, I don't know if it's the first <laughs> Uh, it's one of the first films to leak who have its script leaked on the internet. Yeah. Oh. So up until the end of filming, they had they rewrote the ending because that was part of the charm of Scream is that there's a you know, a trapdoor secret ending that you don't see coming. They had to rewrite it. So that my least favorite part of the movie is who they reveal to be the killer. And oh, okay. also I that, like that I I love that they like remember Lev Shriver is shown in news footage for like four seconds in the original film and he's like a huge character in this film before he's famous Lee Shriver the guy looks like me even though I look worse now um, <laughs> but he's a main character in the movie I think he was originally one of the killers uh, working with other people but he's the hero of this film against Aunt Jackie uh, yep. <laughs> the newscaster murderer <laughs> Aunt Jackie and Timothy Alderman.
3: but it's the result of trust
0: having to be rewritten uh, as a result of leaks and still wanting to surprise its audience very strange because like I don't think most movies would bother to play into that now nah it- yeah, if you wanted to spoil the movie for yourself that bad, you're probably going to end up seeing it. Yeah. Uh, but Scream 2, far and away the number one movie this week at the box office. But moving into television of 1997, December 8th to the 14th, on the 10th, the real-world Boston finale.
2: Yeah, we forgot. To, I forgot to mention this back when it started, mm-hmm. but, man, real-world seasons back then would go for, like, six months. Jeez. Huh. Was this <laughs> the one where they were given jobs? They, they started doing that the previous year okay. in Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. But this was still when I think the show was still uh, I was on board. pure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know when it stopped. Like maybe Hawaii. I remember Hawaii
0: or... when
3: the first, someone gets quite, naked immediately. It hadn't quite caught chlamydia yet.
2: Yeah, it wasn't about like, let's get loaded every single night. Let's and... get drunk and hook up on camera because in, in the first three seasons,
0: time. they, like, they kind of cut around that. Yeah. They didn't yeah. want to tell you people were hooking up in the house. But I think I love the trajectory of that. The second season is where I jumped on the real world. And remember, like, what does John do? Well, he can't perform country music in uh, in Venice, <laughs> so he watches a ton of TV. <laughs> they get rid of the televisions yeah. on the real world after that. And after that, they get rid of phones, so you have no contact with the outside world and nothing to entertain yourself. Yeah. They And then they start shoveling in booze and hot tubs yeah. to get the people fucking on camera. Yeah. And uh, Boston is like right before that. Yeah. That ended up defining the real world after yeah. a while.
2: I think this is still the only one that's been in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also... Uh, I haven't done my research, but I think it's maybe the only one that had a... Uh, future congressman in there what? Sean what? Oh, Sean that's from right. yeah uh, best known for arguing with Genesis the uh, lipstick lesbian this is <laughs> where I first learned what
0: a lipstick <laughs> lesbian was it's, I remember somebody throwing something in the water in this one uh, I mean, no
2: that's th- that's next year Seattle okay okay. so okay. yeah stay tuned for that pretty soon it's gonna be great.
0: Uh, but on the 8th the show I do love Buffy the Vampire Slayer Ted everyone's taken a liking to Joyce's new boyfriend except Buffy who is subject to his threatening language and behavior when others aren't around but when Buffy sees Ted, uh, when Buffy seemingly kills Ted, she begins to wonder if it was just uh, self-defense or if she used her Slayer powers to murder a normal human. Turns out he's a robot. <laughs> Buffy's still good. Guest starring a really creepy John Ritter.
1: Um, oh, to, to to celebrate.
0: We should probably be hitting the road.
1: Hitting the road.
0: You're going to love the house. It's
1: furnished just the way you like it. I spend a lot of telling me what to do. Time decorating.
0: Ooh. well then I'd I'd probably better go pack.
1: I already have your clothes. They're your size. They're always your size. Oh, I, I I don't Whoa. know.
0: I love Buffy so much, and this huh. is the season. I wish you could get past. You could skip the first, but you can't. Yeah. It's <laughs> so ugly. But the, this is when the show gets real good. Love some nice
3: glitchy act in there. Yeah. John Ritter. Oh,
0: I miss John Ritter. I Man, did he die before his time?
3: He should have played more
2: robots.
0: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> but go watch Buffy, people. There's probably a good Christmas special in there. Uh, that Joyce is her mother, ah. who huh. is the star of one of my favorite episodes. <clears throat> <of> Body. <clears throat> Anyway, um, enough about Buffy, because we got to talk about where in the world is Carmen San Diego no, in, in time. we in yeah, time. Oh, my bad. So the, the show has moved on anyway.
2: Yeah, this isn't a game show. This is a cartoon, I believe. Oh, that's right. This is the Fox Kids no, cartoon. Oh, no, going. I'm wrong. Sorry. We're on the case, and we're chasing her through history. Chrono scammer Engine's hot. Vile Wow, this
3: is... wow, I didn't even know this show existed. I played this oh, yeah. game like crazy. Though. Well, that's
2: that's the so thing. Then, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It isn't a cartoon. It is. Just it's, a, another it's a game show. show.
0: Wow. It's a it's, it's more of a revamp of the original game show. Mm. Didn't last as long as yeah. the original. But man, Carmen Sandiego is one of the biggest franchises from my childhood that is totally gone and doesn't deserve to be. Mm-hmm. They were these mm. were perfectly pleasant, like a really great marriage of edutainment. Yeah. I think. Uh, and Carmen Sandiego should go down as one of the greatest game characters of all time, but I don't think yeah. anybody thinks of her like that because yeah. of how prominently she's featured in television.
2: Yeah. It uh, lasted a year and two months, two mm-hmm. seasons, 115 mm-hmm. episodes. Because it's a game show. Yeah, it's a daily game show. Oh, um, another uh, holiday classic airs this I will, week. <laughs> I just say, every time Carmen Sandiego comes up, mm-hmm. I have to mention one of my favorite all time uh, SNL skits. Uh, where in the world is San Diego, California? <laughs> where a bunch of bat like really stupid high school kids can't get that answer right. <laughs> and then I think they did one last year. Where in the world is Kelly and Conway?
0: I remember that. Yes. Um, another holiday classic airs on the twelfth of December, nineteen ninety-seven. That would be Frosty the Snowman. I'd say yeah. might be the worst mm-hmm. of the holiday classics that gets played. One of yeah. Rankin Bass's first stab at traditional animation over stop motion. I love those stop motion uh, cartoons. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about Little Drummer Boy and Nested the Long-Eared Donkey. Even with the big Jesus messages, I'm down. Uh, But this one, I don't know, doesn't doesn't hold up. John Goodman would eventually be The Snowman. It's had three sequels. I know too much about Christmas specials.
2: Isn't... uh Hmm. Well, Ralph Cranston is not playing Frosty, but isn't Frosty kind of doing that kind of imitation? No, no, he's like much a... more
0: pleasant. It's a, it's absolutely a famous person. I gotta Man. look it up now. Frosty the Snowman is Jackie Vernon, narrated oh, by oh. Jimmy <laughs> Uh But uh, you know, let's transition into tits. Breastman, a movie starring David Schwimmer and Chris Cooper as I believe like silicone breast implant the pioneers. The guys
3: who pioneered silicone breast implants. Yep.
0: But in August of 1962. If the can build a better heart, why can't we build a better
1: breast? And hey, maybe, you know, we can go we'll get some coffee or something after this.
0: A Texas physician. And his young protege.
1: Making women's breasts larger? I'm very disappointed.
0: Turned that obsession.
1: Do you want to cut holes in me and stick bags of goo in my chest?
0: It's all right, I'm a doctor. Into a global
1: phenomenon. You're
2: going to be... Oh,
0: Jesus. Uh, HBO being as HBO as humanly possible.
2: Oh, yeah. Man, David <laughs> Schwimmer is stuck in, Friends, in the friend zone literally... Mm. So hard right now. Mm-hmm. He's just playing a 1960s doctor as Ross. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: would you like to get some?
2: And if you're <laughs> as big a dinner, fan, dinner maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I mean, part. I think part of the problem. I have. I saw this ages ago. But oh yeah, me too. Part, I mean, Chris Cooper's always awesome. Mm-hmm. But part of the problem is that like it spans like 30 years, so it's like all about the early development, the idea of breast implants and building the L- implants, and then into the late 80s with. Get it, have silicone implants they leak they say, don't make people sick they can implants you.
0: over the in the 60s that wasn't a thing not, was it
3: not much but they did it. yeah into the 70s they started mm-hmm. to come out but yeah really obviously hit in the 80s <clears throat> mm, was... but uh, yeah but the like swimmer with like baby powder in his hair to look old Is it, he just he can't do it chris cooper can do anything but he is yeah, schwimmer i feel like this is like Could hbo still
2: a few years away from realizing oh we should do tv shows like our original movies are like mm, okay yeah, well, okay they were never quite as prestigious as they are now yeah. uh
0: they, they had to focus and this is a perfect I mean, hbo netflix, movie yeah
2: netflix was lucky enough to like they knew ahead of time like mm-hmm. start with tv shows mm-hmm. then move on to movies because yeah. it's a little bit of a higher uh hill to climb
0: um, and man, this is tragic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a big SNL fan, on December thirteenth, we had Norm Macdonald's last weekend update Uh-oh. appearance. Yeah. And
2: I mean, it's not like he he had done the things that lost him that gig. Beforehand, mm-hmm. Like, making fun of O.J. Simpson a lot was a big thing that stuck with... Uh, I forget the the executive oh, at like NBC. Matt
0: included a bunch of my favorite jokes that yeah. executives hated. But this was just
2: like kind of unceremonious. Like, he did this. Well, he didn't do anything particularly offensive this time. But almost
0: it was... every Weekend Update post gets a sign-off when they're leaving. So yeah. Norm doesn't. So do we yeah, have no clip know. of that.
2: Yeah, because this is also, like, the last episode before the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. So when they come back in January... Like, they use that time to, like, re- you know, rethink some things about the season. They're like, yeah, let's take Norm out of Weekend Update. But he's still there for three more months. That's right. He's which I forgot that he does that. No,
0: he's, he sticks out the season as a featured player. It says that he want-
2: left in February or February March. Oh, okay. Because yeah.
0: to my knowledge, they, if they fire him, they got to pay him a shitload of money and can't use him. Yeah. But if he's still on the show, they can still use his name he, in the credits. Yeah,
2: but, like... Think of any, what's a, any Norm D- McConnell character besides Burt Reynolds? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the story of Norm, I believe, yeah. is the weekend when he got weekend updates. Like, I'm not going to be in any of your stupid sketches, all right? Yeah. So don't fucking write me in there.
2: Yeah. And that's like his last three months are like awkward because he's like in these skits. And once in a mm-hmm. while, like, he'll say, like, I think in his very, very last episode, someone says, like, I don't like you very much. And mm. then Norm says, yeah, people in general don't like me. <laughs> you <They> can't <laughs> tell if it's actually like. Matt included a couple of classic yeah. Norm weekend
0: update moments. <laughs>
1: While in the hospital, Michael Jackson had his room specially decorated with two huge photos of Shirley Temple. But don't get the wrong idea here. Michael Jackson is a homosexual pedophile.
0: Uh. <laughs> and these are, those are the kind of jokes that NBC yeah. fucking hated. But mm-hmm. they're quintessential to who Norm Macdonald is. Yeah. Like These non-clever, horrible punchlines. Yeah.
1: The nation is still reeling from Thursday's bombshell announcement that Lisa Marie Presley has filed for divorce from Michael Jackson. According to friends, the two were never a good match. She's more of a uh, stay-at-home type, and he's more of a homosexual pedophile.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: So over and over again, like, NBC's like, Lord, we don't like that, and just keeps on doing it. Fortunately, that was the last time.
1: You know he's a
3: homosexual pedophile, right? You understand? LAUGHTER uh.
0: What could that be? The best SNL catchphrase of all yeah. time? <laughs> He's a homosexual pedophile. But it was
2: OJ Simpson that got him in trouble,
0: like because it was. It, 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 I think that was all part of it, yeah. because he wasn't doing. He was doing that, and then like you know, you worked in places yeah. before. If you're also angering the bosses with other things, yeah. I think there's too much heat put on that. I don't think yeah. Dick Ebersole loved OJ Simpson <laughs> so much he didn't want to see his mm-hmm. friend's name dragged through the mud, but it certainly didn't help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Norm is, Norm is fired. Um, he would see, still be a cast member for three yeah. months. Um, the host was Helen Hunt <laughs> and, and Hanson, in case you yes, forgot.
2: music guest Hanson. So. So that,
0: that wraps up television for 1997, December 8th through the 14th. As always, December is a light month for video games. Yeah. If you're out now, odds are you missed a release date.
2: Yeah, uh, well, speaking of missed release dates, a couple of these were actually last week that I forgot. Mm. Uh, but this was a just light month in general mm-hmm. but two Midway games came out on Nintendo 64 there was Mortal Kombat Myth- Mythologies Sub-Zero mm-hmm. that crappy 2D platformer fighter that a fighter, port of the Playstation version port of the Playstation version okay. which uh, come out a little it's bit it's not earlier. a bad
0: idea if you think about it take the sprites from Mortal Kombat and add make it a final fight game instead yeah. of a one on one fighting game. But they walk.
2: should also have made it fun.
0: Yes, it's not very good.
2: Uh slightly more fun is Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey 1998. This one actually did the reverse. It start it came out on N64 this month and a couple months later it comes out on the PS1. Uh it's the sequel to the launch window uh Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey game. And I think the that's the reason it got a sequel was because like there was not there were Two games – no, was it was one or two games that launched with the Nintendo 64. It a wacky game. And, and, and Brett Elston, mm-hmm. former host of the show, like, he could name, like, the first mm-hmm. 30 or 40 N64 games in a row. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things where it's like, this is the one game out in, the like, the second month of the N64. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the second one came out, and I think they realized, like, now that there's actual competition on the N64, it's not going to do as well. Yep. Uh, but also out this week on PlayStation 1 mm-hmm. – Was Beast Wars Transformers, which Ah, I believe we've
0: streamed. We did in honor of the 20th anniversary of Beast Wars. Oh, yay. Terrible game.
2: Yes. Terrible game. But that is it for games right
0: now. Uh, we're gonna go out with <laughs> "Red Right Hand" by Nick Cave from the Scream 2 soundtrack.
3: Because this song rules.
0: And you sure you don't want to go out with Master P's Scream? Uh, the that, soundtrack yeah. is, is insane. That's Scream 2, or is that Scream? That Scream 2. That? I'm positive. Oh, okay. Like it's just insane. Well, my
2: favorite Scream 2 song is Jerry O'Connell <laughs> singing uh, that one song oh, yeah. on top of the chairs in the cafeteria. That's yeah. right.
0: Um, Nick but Cave. Nick right. Uh, we're going out with Nick Cave as per <laughs> Diana's request, and we'll we'll see you in 2007, December 8th to the 14th.
1: On a TV screen, hey buddy, I'm warning you to turn it off. Oh, he's a ghost, he's a god, he's a man, he's a guru. You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan, designed and directed by his red right hand.
3: mr and mrs internet and all the ships at sea it's time for diana's classic corner we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watchin And december 8th or 14th i can't even narrow it down to one. Oh my god i stuff to talk about ah jeez. okay okay 75 years ago this week uh 1942 we had a night to remember but not the titanic one the loretta young one so no one cares uh there's also johnny eager which is a pretty good film noir kind of movie I guess. I honestly, I mostly know it from clips from uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. None of this is interesting because 50 years ago this week, 1967, that's when stuff gets good. I've got four solid recommends. Um, Let's start with the easier recommend. Uh, December 12th, 1967, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is released. Uh, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. Uh, Spencer Tracy had died the previous June. uh, So this is his last movie. And it's, I mean, they're dealing with race, but in a very, Old Hollywood sort of way. Um, it is what we would call problematic now, I feel like, in that um, pretty much once the old white guy puts his foot down, that's the end of the movie. Um, but, you know, Sydney Poitier's charming, Catherine Hepburn's charming, everyone's saying, you know, it's charming. It's like, it's, it's something you can debate angrily with people. So, you know, I think it's well made. I, I like it. Anyway, that doesn't matter because we also have uh, a couple days later, 1967, In Cold Blood, the film version, directed by Richard Brooks uh the adaptation of the Truman Capote book one of the few adaptations that like really captures a book really well um super well made even if it starts uh Robert Blake who totally ended up shooting his wife later um so if you're into like a gorgeous black and white drama that's a good one and if you want something light and comedic a couple days before that we have Stanley Donnett's Bedazzled the original one not the Brendan Fraser one with uh Peter Cook and Dudley Moore and Oh my god, Raquel Welch is so freaking hot in it as the personification of lust. Great casting! Um, I I love Bedazzle. Just the idea of, you know, what if a guy uh, makes a deal with the devil? And, you know, it's the devil, so he always screws you over. It's like the ultimate monkey's paw scenario over and over and over. It's so funny. And then lastly, 40 years ago this week, I might as well shout out that uh, Saturday Night Fever came out. Starring John Travolta. And that's a really good movie. It was uh, Gene Siskel's favorite movie. Again, there's some problematic stuff about how it treats women, but forget it. So those are my recommends for the week. Uh, Definitely Bedazzled. Probably Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Definitely In Cold Blood. Probably Saturday Night Fever. And that's it for this week. Stay classic.
0: Coming in with Shouty is a ten by the Dream off of Love Hate, his debut released this week. Uh, but number one is Alicia uh, is No One by L- Alicia Keys. Still, uh, we have new releases: The Solution by Benny Siegel, Five Star Stunna by Birdman, Face Off by Bow Wow and uh, Omar- Omarion.
2: Ryan. Oh, Ryan, who produced uh, *Throwdown* from There we go.
0: Uh, Back to the Trap House by Gucci Mane and uh, Eight Diagrams by the Wu-Tang Clan. I did not remember a Wu-Tang Clan album coming up well, 10 years I ago. I think
3: there's only some of them are there.
0: In name only. Yeah. Um, but, yes, we are in December 8th through the 14th in 2007. A little bit of news to rattle off at the top. Uh, on December 13th, what? The Mitchell Report is released naming uh, 89 Major League Baseball players who use steroids, including Roger Clemens. <gasps> Not Roger Clemens. Yes, Roger. Clemens. Was this that, like, uh, Senate Yeah. Like, why did the government get involved in baseball? I still don't yeah. understand that at all.
2: In Roger Clemens' defense, he was still under hypnosis from The Simpsons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, but let's jump into the movies real quick, because there are a bunch worth mentioning this week. I am very happy about to talk about them mm. I don't love uh, any of these movies
3: yeah big fan of Youth Without Youth no
0: no I totally forgot that existed but yeah, is that a Coppola does.
3: movie yeah it's one of Coppola's uh, mm. last couple movies that... I forget he
0: made a movie before this like I cannot trust you anymore <laughs> Mr. Coppola mm. I will not watch everything you make anymore uh, the Kite Runner was one that got very good reviews I thought it got
3: pretty good reviews or is that
0: based on a revered book I can't remember
3: really, yeah. it's based How- on a very famous
2: book oh Khalid Hosseini he did also what's that other book uh, we thousand splendid sons he's done a oh. lot of like mm. yeah some really highly regarded books mm. and i saw this and i cannot remember it. <laughs> i do remember the book though it's a pretty uh crazy tale I... about uh our rape oh, okay. oh. <laughs> uh yeah, it
3: sounds like one i mean the movies just sort of went eh, which, so it's like you uh, should just read the book then yeah
0: And much lighter movie news uh, The Perfect Holiday Gabriel Union Moore Chestnut Queen Latifah As our narrator And Terrence Howard In The Perfect Holiday He's a single mom
3: With three kids He's a single Santa With an oversized helper I'm Santa's
1: number one elf more like numbers 1 through 10. Nice tights. Tell hey,
3: your mama, they should have been perfect for each other. <laughs> They're looking at. Hey. But his big
2: lie. Yeah, so you know I was uh sell office supplies. Is a lie.
1: But you work in a mall,
3: dog, part-time. Oh, he's lying about his
0: job. This seems like such a quaint premise for a movie.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, whatever it's, you know, it's rom- romantic comedy that seems, you know, because it's got a black cast, I guess yeah. it's for the black audience. We had that a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago with This Christmas, which is, mm-hmm. you know, family dramedy, but, mm-hmm. you know, a black cast, so I guess it's for black people. But that's stupid, because <laughs> Gabriel Union and Morris Chestnut are so fucking yeah. charismatic that if I liked holiday rom-coms, I would watch this. Yeah. I don't like holiday rom-coms, though.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so I need, I need a, I need a, a mythical Christmas element mm-hmm. almost always. Like talking chipmunks. Uh, that does <laughs> happen, but we that do, that happens this week. <laughs> yeah. It's it's our, our I want to say our latest incarnation, of the chipmunks. I'll try and yeah. talk about this as little as possible after we hear a clip from the trailer. But this Christmas, the legend returns.
1: We you guys don't knock don't it off. Don't it's don't three in the morning. Don't
0: Alvin? Don't you Alvin? Don't Alvin! Alvin and the Chipmunks. Whew, Alvin and the Chipmunks. The Can first chipmunks of four movies. Be
2: Scientologists?
0: <sighs> <laughs> uh, and we shouldn't sigh over this. Dave and I, I think, have come to this conclusion many times. Yeah. Every generation I has know, the Chipmunks. I know. Uh, yes, little, I, little cartoon man. characters singing, covering yeah. pop songs. That can appeal to any generation, and we love our 80s chipmunks. I
2: think up until Bobby's World debuted, like mm-hmm. this, the Alvin and the Chipmunks was my first favorite show. It was on mm-hmm. for
0: like six years, which is way longer yeah. than most other like, shows get. I
2: didn't like pop music that much, but I did appreciate it through the lens of Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, but it, it, and the, the show I, allowed
0: them to yeah. go, get in a music video-esque yeah. situation, so it was a Really cool yeah. cartoon uh, for the time, a yeah. really cool. And I cartoon. think part
2: mostly because of nostalgia. Like I go back and I can watch the '80s Alvin the Chipmunks cartoon and still enjoy it. I love but the then, Chipmunk but adventure. But then in like it was like the early '90s they started showing the old Chipmunks on mm-hmm. Wienerville. Really? Which, yeah, like they would play yeah Batfink and all these old cartoons, and they were all like so dreadful. Batfink
0: is so bad.
2: And I remember like not I hated the '1950s or '60s yep. Alvin the Chipmunks. And then yeah, that's where I realized it's a one
0: season wonder, not a yeah. not a big deal. But the Chipmunks have had a best selling album yeah. almost every decade since yeah. their inception. But in the yeah, 50s. like
2: I'm sure my parents loved, or not mm-hmm. my parents, but I'm sure like a, a generation older than mm-hmm. me loved that 50s, 60s Alvin And the Chipmunks hated the 80s one yeah. and what it stood for. And and similarly, and, I hate what this one's about. Mm-hmm. And but it can't be denied, people love this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. They've had four films. Mm-hmm. They do great. Three, kids,
2: three squeakles.
0: Three squeakles. Mm-hmm. Because
3: <laughs> kids are
0: dumb. Uh, Undiscerning. I will say.
3: say, Yes, okay. Undiscerning.
2: Jason (laughs) Lee is a perfect Dave Seville. Like, has that look. He can say Alvin. He's got it. He's got it. Uh, Perfect Dave Seville, which is
0: normally the the role of Ross Bagdazarian. I love talking about this, that the Chipmunks is still one of the only, like, Independently owned things ever. Yeah, like Ross Bagdasarian yeah. Sr. created him in the '50s. His son now owns them, and along with it, if you look, there's a new show that's been renewed mm-hmm. on Nickelodeon called Alvin and the Chipmunks, and it says created by Janice. Oh, I forgot her last name, but mm-hmm. that's the wife of the creator. She was I the director of Chipmunks Trip- ah. Adventure. Their only credits are Chipmunk stuff. It stays in the family. Yeah, uh, I think Ross Bagdasarian Jr. played guitar for the mm. music in this yeah. movie because. It's 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 in, it's a family thing. That's so weird to think about in a in, in a <laughs> franchise world.
3: I want to see the the dramatic biopic about that about. Like there's the one son who you know actually he wants to become a doctor and they're like no, you've gotta help the family business. I'm sick of
2: <laughs> We tra- have to make the chipmunk son I- I'm sick of <laughs> trying
3: to live up to your squeaky voices. I, I can't dig it, bro. I wanna save lives.
2: If you made
0: that movie, I'm pretty sure they look like dicks.
2: <laughs> uh it is cut and I remember like yeah, because it was a sort of family funded thing. It's like well, they it's- they put the bank on the first Alvin the Chipmunks movie way back when, yet they, mm-hmm. they had to cut stuff out or cut mm-hmm. like parts of the story out because they couldn't afford to make. They couldn't more afford of that to movie. make
0: it. They they exploited people who were on strike yeah. to mm-hmm. while they were on strike to make this movie because they're not like a normal corporation. News just in: Alvin the Chipmunks animators are underpaid. Mm-hmm. They're not Paramount. You mm-hmm. can't guilt them into paying fair wages mm-hmm. to people because it's. A small family business like <laughs> yeah if you don't like it fucking leave yeah. we don't make anything else but the chipmunks <laughs> yeah.
2: what do you want from us well this was like I mean I don't think since this the chipmunks have never been bigger I and, think that
0: this they might be bigger than ever because yeah I
2: mean because now they have like they're multimedia they can mm-hmm. have a movie they have a show but they also have video games including video uh, games. we did we streamed the <laughs> Connect uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks chipwrecked game so I think that's the third <sighs> uh, Connect
0: exclusive we sweat our asses off for yeah. you for your, your entertainment um, Jesus, the chipmunks, but, uh, yeah. the chipmunks
2: will never go away, and I'm not sure yeah. that they should. Yeah. Like, I would have. I, I think I would have been more into this. And you know, granted, I haven't watched this, so I don't know how much they do it. But I feel like they lean way less heavily on like doing modern hits. No, because like, oh really? Because no. I, th- I thought like they, the all of the uh, licensing fees would just like make it. Uh, like, I guess I think they eventually undoable. went there because
0: the bets yeah. are introduced with like a pop song that's still on the charts in the yeah. next movie. Uh, but this is Justin Long, forever now known as Alvin. Uh, uh, voice of Alvin. Also, Why uh, did you pay a name person yeah. that much to make his voice unrecognizable?
3: I don't hmm. get it. Um, but at least I guess it bought David Cross a house. So. There's, a,
0: there's, a carto-
2: <laughs> there's a cartoon on the air right now. Alvin's voice,
0: Ross Bagdasarian Jr. It yeah. uh, Th- doesn't I, matter.
2: I love that story of like David Cross. He, he was in chipwreck. <laughs> And all he did was he played a guy in a duck suit on a boat. Yes. And they needed to do more scenes with him and bring him back. And he's like, I have other professional obligations. Put somebody in that costume. It doesn't matter. And they're like, no, it has to be you. It has to be you. in this <laughs>
0: unseen in this costume. Yeah. And he called them out while on a publicity tour <laughs> to guarantee he never has to do those movies again. Hmm. I hope we all have that profes- that kind of professional luck one day. <laughs> uh, but a much more notable movie. Number one at the box office, I believe. It, it, the number seven highest grossing movie of 2007. Will Smith in I Am Legend. My name is Robert Neville. I'm a survivor living in New York City.
1: I haven't seen another person in three years. If there's anybody out there.
0: Anybody. Please. Yes, I am the last one. I Am Legend from 07. Man, do I love and have real big problems with this movie. Mm, I am a huge, huge fan of the book Mm -hmm. by Richard Matheson. This is the first time it's been adapted with its own title, I Am Legend. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been adapted in the 60s with Vincent Price. Guess what? Called (laughs) The Last Man on Earth. And... If you look at the beginning of this, oh, it it's like, like it's like just the first me two. Alone. <laughs> it's, it, the, you're all freaks, freaks. Uh, the, the ending is hilarious, but it is at least in turn in tune with the book. I don't know. Yeah. I prefer the Omega Man, which is a hilarious 70s adaptation yeah. of the same story.
3: But, I mean, it's so it's like kind of barely related. Like it it's, is, but it's really it's not. so 70s. It's all so the, 70s. All
0: these. Zombies slash vampires are Afro... They're just
3: like hippies. We saw
0: Neville out on the prowl again, you dig? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah,
3: Yeah, they're like a hippie cult as opposed to being like zombies.
0: It has one of the first interracial kisses in that film. It changes the the story drastically. And I Am Legend, man, the first half of that movie is so fucking good. Yeah. I love most of I Am Legend. And part of that goes to Will Smith, a tremendous actor. Unfortunately, I Am Legend undergoes the Will Smithification of almost every movie he's in, where he seems he has to, to get. Do to do a rap single? You know? Ha ha,
2: ha, ha. I Am Legend. I Am Legend. I am legend. Ste- oh, you
0: are not. Stevie, Stevie, Wonder <laughs> tune underneath. Uh, in that he clearly shapes the tone of the scripts in the movies that he stars in. And. The ending of this movie is so shitty and dissatisfying yeah. that they had to release the alternate ending to like, is this less shitty? A little it's a little less shitty, but like it, it it's every Will Smith movie I, I see him attached to and I think Quentin Tarantino talked about trying to get him in um Django Unchained. Right. Where he's right. like he's demanding all these alterations in to the script in order if you want me to be in it, I gotta be the hero. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be a happy ending. And this movie has a stupid, unsatisfying no happy ending and the Vincent Price version at least because I love I love the book and the book is about a guy who is the last person alive and I think more so than in this movie because this is this is a lot like um I don't know what would you call it, castaway. Like the show, Last yeah. Man on Earth, in the beginning, a guy surviving in this overgrown version of Manhattan. It's fucking gorgeous, shot in those locations. Not a lot of movies can afford to be shot in New York. It predicted Batman versus Superman yep. with a, the a sign in the oh, background. Wow, yeah, it, it um,
3: predicted that Emma Thompson will destroy the earth. <laughs> well, which I've been yeah. saying for years. I oh, love that's, her. And that's, and goes, I love her, and she should.
2: Yeah. It goes predicted as promoted, right? Wasn't this the same company? No, it was. Well, I think Akiva
0: Goldsman had worked on. He wrote the script, but he also worked on a Batman v Superman script before we were paying attention to such things. and he put it in there as a joke of something that'll never happen. In I think 2010, as Mm -hmm. you can see a date on it, but it happened six years later.
3: It shows that you know it's somewhere in the near future.
0: Yeah, and but it's gorgeous. I know there's anachronisms, but like. The, the the plot and like needing to have some heroic element yeah. like here's why i love the book so right. much it's why the 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 first adaptation of it is so much fun there's a lot more hunting and they're vampires i think in the book mm. that yeah. for lack of a better word even at the time but they're sort of zombies and Neville goes around like going through houses oh here's some sleeping <laughs> during the day i'm going to kill them so he goes like hunting them while they sleep yeah. at night and the end of the book is sort of like all these sentient vampires coming up like we didn't ask for this to happen to all of us. You're the only one this didn't happen to. You are now not what mm-hmm. the evolution is. Mm-hmm. And them all yeah. sacrificing him, and him giving a monologue to himself that ends with the word "I am legend." Whereas yeah. this yeah. movie ends with the saccharine Hollywood. I found a nest of survivors. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, the 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 alternate ending, which is I guess the original hilarious. No. The the what's I think is the original ending, mm. and then it just didn't test well. Or there's the it's alternate it's too ending. silly. There's there's an alternate ending which kind of gets more gets to that, that
0: point where he
3: the realization of oh shit these, I mean we're spoiling a lot but oh shit I'm the bad guy
0: yeah I'm the bad guy here and these are the new people we yeah. can't I can't keep killing these things that are technically everybody <laughs> uh, so I'm going to aid them in rescuing the alpha or whatever yeah. I, the alternate it just but it, it's so it's so hack it's, it is yeah. so hilarious there's a lot of stupid glances exchanged between Will Smith and the monsters I hate the way the vampire zombies look in the film. They're
3: very digitally. But
0: everything that happens up till that is glorious. It is yeah. a really, really good subdued Hollywood movie yeah. with a great performance. From I, us I
2: like any movie that has the guts to make a, like a a single person act on screen alone mm-hmm. for extended mm-hmm. periods of time, like yeah. this Castaway. On I love Last like Man like, on Earth the show yeah, the, the yeah. first two episodes yeah. are
0: some of my favorite television ever and that show has gone off the rails yeah. and it's All hard it's to really watch it's still now. good but it's like, like- it's, it's just, that first two, those yeah. first two episodes are some oh, of the best yeah. TV I've ever seen yeah. and it's, it's this it's this exact premise done comedically because he's mm-hmm. doing the same shit like all the all the art in his house is from the yeah. Metropolitan Museum. No, <laughs> I imagine Will Smith taking of...
2: his shit off of the diving board and swimming in a pool of liquor. Yes,
0: yes that Man. did not happen.
3: Oh, a kiddie pool full of, full of margaritas! But I, I don't. And that's what I'm going to do. I
0: can't think of a movie this that I, I feel this way about it because I like so much about it, but I can't watch it because mm. I don't. I I hate the ending. I hate the third act so much. I yeah. hate the added stuff. I hate the Will Smithification of it, even though I love Will Smith. Luckily, we'll have a Netflix movie to enjoy Will Smith, and hopefully, he uh, it's a little better in that movie. What is it? Bright, blight, bright. Right. Um, but moving on to TV of 2007, December 8th through the 14th, we have a
2: premiere. Yep. What is this? Uh, so these are some mad things. And mm-hmm. uh, right now, we are in the midst of the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of shows they had enough episodes to get to Christmas, and then after that, they're kind of uh, what whoops uh, so yeah a lot of reality stuff premiering and ending this week uh, there's crowned the mother of all pageants which was an eight episode competition uh, where, which featured multiple mother daughter teams working together as pairs to win a beauty pageant competition ran eight episodes on the CW from December 12th to January 30th 2008 uh, and Matt included a clip If winning a beauty pageant is heaven prepare to take a trip To the other side. Eleven proud mamas. This
3: pageant is going to bring us closer. I will fight harder knowing that it's for my daughter.
2: Teamed with
1: her little
3: darlings. I'm book smart. That is not my daughter's fortune. And the gloves. Wow! (laughs) What if, you know, Hugh Hefner asked you guys to do, like, a mother-daughter pose? I would totally do it. Ah, oh so garbage people, the show. Yeah. Uh,
2: look at me, look at me. In the show's defense, I expected it to be like <laughs> kids, like like <clears throat> John Ben A. Ramsey's all across the board. No, <clears throat> exploitable
0: scumbags. Yeah. Uh but we were, we were not yet at the era where they would become uh, yeah. the next celebrity so, and, and, hot, and energy drinks since to
2: it's C W it makes sense, like, oh yeah, let's get let's get more hot teens in there for mm. high schoolers yep. to like
0: But in more comedic news, scripted news, and this reminds me that Diane is going to appear with us on an episode of Laser Time about alternate Christmases, (laughs) should this count, uh, the Rare Kwanzaa special airs on Everybody Hates Chris, a show I couldn't watch because it was on a network I didn't have. It's a fun show. Yeah, it, it, I think it's syndicated somewhere. I, I yeah. don't know. Is it worth checking out? No, it's totally, I love, worth. It's I love totally worth
3: checking out. I I really like it.
0: But in the episode, Everybody Hates Kwanzaa, Chris's dad uh, decides the family will celebrate Kwanzaa this year instead of Christmas because it's cheaper. <laughs> uh, and here we have a clip from that.
1: Here's your corn. What am I supposed to do with this? You husk it. And then we make hats
2: out of it, you know, to keep the blue-eyed demons out of our heads. <laughs> Whatever. Look, can I submit to buy a Christmas present for my friend Monica?
1: Well, I'm afraid that's not in accordance with the principles of Kwanzaa. All my father's cheapness.
3: Well, she got me a gift, so shouldn't I give one back?
1: Absolutely. Here, give it his
0: corn.
2: <laughs> oh, here's some old spice. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe there's something that Terry Crews is in
0: I've always wanted a better explanation of how to celebrate Kwanzaa Mm. because at least Mm. Diana sat us down and made us have a Seder at some point so I understand (laughs) how that works but I still don't understand shit about Kwanzaa and if Christmas was doing its American job (laughs) it would be eating up other holidays and absorbing it into their own uh, we should be celebrating some aspect of Kwanzaa. Yeah, and I want to, especially those outfits. God damn, yeah. get put yeah. on my dashiki. My, we,
3: we need some kente cloth up in here,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, on the twelfth of December, the uh, finale of Kid Nation. Yeah, so uh,
2: I think we talked about this back when it premiered. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of an attempt to make, I think, a kid version of Survivor, which that's a terrible idea, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but they can want you imagine the paperwork. Yeah, just call
3: it lawsuit. Yeah, but
2: also it was like, can can a group of kids? create a civilization without adult mm. interaction or guidance. And there was some, like, you know, they wouldn't like let the kids be in extreme danger and mm. shit like that. Uh, but yeah, we talked about this a lot back when it premiered, but uh, Matt did give us a clip of it, so I'd mm. like to see what this is all about. This is Bonanza City, New Mexico. Or what's left of it, anyway. The pioneers who ran this place back in the 1800s ran it into the ground. Lack of leadership and lack of will combine to leave this town completely and totally dead. But that's about to change. Now, 40 new pioneers will try to fix their forefathers' mistakes and build a town that works. It won't be easy. Pioneer living is tough. And the amazing part is, these pioneers are children.
0: Oh, what a dumb idea. Who will
2: be the last kid standing? So
0: all the kids agree with a soda machine every two feet? Yeah, is that we're going to fix the town?
2: Man, that's unbelievable. Everyone gets their own Pokemon. I don't
3: know is. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I'd like to make a proposal that, um, fart.
2: I, <laughs> uh,
0: all in favor of calling it Diarrhea Town? I, I, look, let us if you want to get dark on it, there's a dirty secret in this production yeah. somewhere with a bad Ugh. producer. I'm just calling it right now. Mm. We'll find it eventually.
2: I'm voting out Billy because he ate all the jelly beans.
0: <laughs> trying to turn Lord of the, Lord of the Flies into a reality and show. Man, yeah. it feels really disgusting.
2: Well, you know, fortunately, we still have some scripted programming mm-hmm. uh, getting its last gasps out before mm-hmm. the writer strike. There was the, the Thirty Rock episode "Ludicrousness," which we will mm-hmm. have talked about a bit on the yeah, Laser um, Time uh, recent, or that I think has already aired at this point. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, the, a bunch of the staff of 30 Rock have invented a new holiday, Ludicrous Christmas, which is basically just Christmas, but with crazier things going on, like debaucherous Christmas. Nothing.
3: Is this the first episode with Liz's parents? I
2: believe so, yeah, <gasps> and uh, yes. Andy Richter, uh, who can't be told about anything <laughs> after 1985 because he's got amnesia.
3: Yep, and Buck Henry saying one of the filthiest things ever.
2: Oh, wow. I don't They're, have that clip. I'll get to it. But uh, uh, another... Let's play this clip first. I'd
1: like to make an announcement.
0: I just want to say that I'm really sorry for whatever I'm going to do at the party tonight, and I forgive
1: all of you in advance for leaving me passed out by the elevator, in my own gravy. Merry
0: to Christmas, everyone.
3: Are you gonna do horny Santa again, Frank? <laughs> that was
0: so funny last year when I sat on your lap. <laughs> yes, funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man. I think Matt Lauer wrote that oh my god uh,
3: oh my no. god how many people none of this is, is any of this funny anymore oh my god alright so can I say the line what yeah yeah so Buck Henry remember her name is Liz Lemons so mm-hmm. her parents are Lemons mm-hmm. and Buck Henry <laughs> shows up and says well you can't have a lemon party without old dick oh man <laughs> I hope... Because he's Richard Lemon.
2: I hope that he doesn't actually know what that is. I don't want to...
3: I, I really I, hope so, too. You want to be the
2: person to explain that to yeah. Buck Henry?
3: I mean, I love Buck Henry, but oh my God.
2: Buck, it's like three men just like you, lying on a couch together and doing things. <laughs>
0: and I can't tell... Did we talk about this before? I As mean, we move out of TV and into the games yes. of December 8th so, the 14th. So,
2: uh, the Orange Box oh, came right. out on PS3 this week... Mm-hmm. Uh, two months after it debuted on the Xbox 360 and PC, mm-hmm. I think Steam. I don't know if Steam was around at this point. It definitely was. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, this is notable because uh, Valve did the development of the 360 and PC version. Mm-hmm. The PS3 version was worked on by EA, who did the publishing on all the platforms. Mm-hmm. And it was not as good. There were frame rate problems. It had it got lower reviews pretty much across the board. I mean, some people say it's still like if you have to get it on the system, mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. But yeah, you can get this better elsewhere. But I, I remember, it, and it was,
0: was it was a, like there was at E3, Gabe Newell announced some kind of symbiotic relationship with
2: yeah, Sony so and the for, PS3. I think for a while they were like, we're not going to do a PlayStation game again because it's just like too much work; mm-hmm. it's too much of a headache. Even though the PS3 was, some, in some respects, more powerful than the a- Xbox 360, it was mm-hmm. just like, this is way too complicated it's to get something done. It's poorly optimized, hard and, to develop for. And, yeah, then it turned around a couple years later, I think it was 2011, where Gabe Newell was like, yeah, we're putting out Portal on the PS2, and it's actually the best place to get it because it's got Steam integration. You PS2? F- Sorry, PS3. Okay. Yeah, Portal's on the PS3, mm-hmm. and I think you get the Steam version when you get it. Like, for a while, there's still that little sign That's, thing.
0: For, for years afterwards... It- when I would log in Steam, it'd say yeah. "PS3 owners, yeah. this is what it, this is." And I have to wonder, if you're listening, did this version get you started with a Steam account? I well, think that not, was the purpose. not this
2: version. Portal Two, a couple years later. Was it Portal Two? I thought yes. it was Portal One. No, no, it was Portal Two. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I could be wrong. Yeah. Could well, wrong. I mean, because this was so bad, it was like I we probably, probably got Gabe Newell to go to the table with Sony, like, <laughs> look, how do we avoid this fuck up
0: again? Yeah, yeah. But also out this week, Jesus Neo Neo Geo Battle Coliseum for PS2. Super Swing Golf Season 2 on Wii. Winter Sports, the Ultimate Challenge on PC, PS2, and Wii and Arcadian Warriors on PC and Xbox Live uh, None of
2: those register anything for me. And this was around the time when I was supposed to know every single game that was coming out, and I don't remember anything.
0: Yeah, news. and again, we... we oh, wow, a
2: wow, PS2 game.
0: We might we might have missed an episode or two, but we do another show on our Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time, where we highlight a comment of yours. I want to say we are 99% listener supported, so we do encourage you to support us on Patreon. Every year... As in last year, since the show has existed, we do a year-end wrap-up where we talk about everything that happened in '87, '97, and 2007, and that will be out around the end of the year. So we encourage you to support us. We'll give you uh, additional content for your troubles at the low cost of five bucks, and we appreciate all of our lovely patrons. And again, we also have a bi-weekly show where we celebrate your anecdotes for all of these products, yes. films, news. All. I you- actually
2: I have one. If you want to. Oh just please. Give me one second.
0: Uh, The aptly named Joey Jojo (laughs) gives his thoughts on Gil's 20th anniversary. Man, he says, fuck Gil. (laughs) When I think of the downfall of The Simpsons, I don't think of of The Principal and the Pauper. Though that episode certainly sucks, despite the uh, the claims of Bob Mackie. I think of Gil, possibly the worst inciliary character on The Simpsons who was brought back time and again, and I don't know why. He should have been a one-joke character, like my namesake, not a (laughs) repeating one-note character. Uh, I only use the... The possibly qualifier because I'm not sure if any other character has been introduced that I just have never noticed because I don't regularly watch the show anymore. They even will center an entire Christmas episode around Gil in a later season, which makes me hate him even mm. more. Because the episode starts off in a promising way uh, with an effective Grinch parody character before becoming a Gil slug. So I repeat, fuck Gil. Yeah. Oh, God, I just <laughs> got my own shot. I, I love him just because I love, love Jack Lemon movies now. And I there are so many I haven't seen. I love, yeah. I love jack lemon is a schlubby ah shit character <laughs> ah fuck
3: but yeah oh, my I mean, hot plate you're right they should not focus on him he's, i mean if he's you're better as wandering in for one
0: joke. if you become a semi-popular simpsons ancillary character you're eventually going to get your own episode mm-hmm. i'm looking at you hans moment i'm sure they've done it prove me wrong mm-hmm. but uh i gotta get our plugs out of the way we do a show called laser time every monday uh we have a video game show every friday with mr diana goodman michael raparez And Talking Simpsons, if you want to hear more of our Simpsons talk, we do an entire show about the Simpsons, Mm -hmm. Uh, myself, Henry Gilbert, and Bob Mackey, chronologically exploring every episode of the Simpsons and explaining all of those lovely references and behind the scenes shenanigans.
2: uh, In a month and change, you guys will be doing a live recording of the show. true! If you're
0: in San Francisco for Sketchfest, you can see us on stage. I am trying to lose weight in honor of that (laughs) appearance. Uh, You're going to
2: be cosplaying as Gil, I yeah. assume. Oh, uh. But,
0: of course, we are, again, we are listener-supported. We do need your help. Uh, ads are not enough to keep this, this hmm. just this pipeline afloating. Uh, uh, That's a terrible yeah. I, analogy. Pipelines afloat. Uh, pipelines afloat. I'll well, put we. something else in later. Yes. Uh, but but patreon.com slash laser is how our listeners support us. We give you a bonus show every single week. About a hundred commentaries, including a bunch of Christmas commentaries. So I
2: repeat, don't vote for Home Alone 3
0: because it's not a Christmas movie. (laughs) But we should do a full video sync of a new Christmas special. I don't know what that is just yet. We Mm. did Bells of Fraggle Rock last year, which is one of my favorites. Uh, Speaking
2: of uh, Bells of Fraggle Rock Mm -hmm. and Luda Christmas, Mm -hmm. uh, we recently did a laser time about uh, Christmas alternatives. Uh, (laughs) At this point, it's it's out. Uh, You can listen to it. Uh, or it may be soon. soon. But anyway, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so the, those things are in that episode, and it's just, you know, we, we've done a lot of Christmas episodes, and you'll probably and you, see a lot people of People hate them. So. Uh, I love them, though. I, love, I, I them.
0: love them, and I love having Diana on as yeah. a Christmas hater. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So Pour some haterade all have over our Christmas cheer. a lot cheer. of these
2: episodes, uh, they're up on YouTube if you want to like listen to them that way, mm-hmm. except for the Dirty Christmas Songs episode, which had way too many copyright strikes against it. Indeed. So that one, you'll have to go dig up the MP3, but I recommend it because it's one of our those best, I believe. Those are
3: great. Yes. I love them. They've ruined so many songs for me. <laughs> <laughs> or, really improve them because i hate christmas songs
0: and uh but that is our plugs you can go to lasertimepodcast.com to see more of the stuff we're doing a lot of the games we talk about we stream on youtubecom time and that's all organized on lasertimepodcast.com we do appreciate your support and your patronage uh but let's let's go out as we always do well, diana tell us about the deaths of of uh, what what is it december december 8th to the 14th 1987 in
3: 97 to 07. 1997 we lost Kids, this is Stubby K. Stubby K. He was 79. Yeah. I um, don't
0: know anything he's been in except for my favorite movie Cat baloo mm-hmm. marvin Acme, and, uh, oh, and who framed right. Roger Rabbin? Wow, Jessica I D. your is here. I always um, forget um, that's Stubby K. K?
2: Kay. First person to have sex with a cartoon in a movie. I'm <laughs> Oh, until brad until gabriel World, and then uh in
3: 2007 ike turner passed away he was 76 and i'm only mentioning this because he it it caused the best headline ever The new york post headline was ike turner beats tina to death <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's pretty good
3: uh, it's okay to laugh headline. about that yeah i love it. it's technically true but
0: <laughs> <laughs> but as always die we close out with a birthday quiz. Oh,
3: uh, oh, birthday
0: is a doodly-doo. Doo. Doodly Who a birthday?
3: We got a birthday. Me versus Dave. Okay. Day. This is, uh, I, I think this is heavily weighted towards <laughs> one of you, but there are two people that I'm going to keep doing their birthdays mm-hmm. over and over as long as they're living. So knock on wood, this person's still with us. Born December 9th, 1916. 16? Wow. 1916. Turning 101, December 9th.
0: Olivia de Havilland.
3: Kirk, du- Kirk Douglas Kirk Douglas yes <laughs> <Dennis>. <laughs> God, God damn it. I shouldn't have told you I yes. just I literally had Mandelbaum. to remind myself that Mandelbaum. guy was still alive Mandelbaum. Oh. Mandelbaum. Yeah, those are the two if they keep going oh. I will do them every year it's
0: worthwhile watch a Kirk Douglas movie preferably uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea
3: yeah the Wikipedia by the way says he is quote well known for his explosive acting style
0: explosive <laughs> acting style that's
3: kind of insane
0: that is our and show and we had his son
3: Michael Douglas in this episode so wow. that's true go.
0: that's true yeah the behind the scenes was that like oh, I, we can't even talk about that uh, but anyway we are out of here we will close out I don't know who picked this Alvin Chipmunks <laughs> get monked
3: damn right I did alright
0: <laughs> we will see you next week with December 15th through the 21st yep. Yep.